What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 169, and we're talking about one of the games we've been talking about talking about since the early days of us talking about games that i hope that that sounded clever in my head but it might not have worked on the podcast but this this is a game that we've been talking about covering for it feels like fucking three and a half year now three and a half years now pardon me not only one of my favorite retro games one of my favorite nes games and straight up one of the best games on the NES, and that, my friends, is RC fucking Pro-Am. There's not a lot of bells and whistles in this game. Uh, The song you just heard, expect to hear that a couple more times because there's really not a lot of music in this game, but I have said it over and over and over again. If a game is fun, everything else is just gravy, you know? That's really... I don't care what a game looks like. I don't care how good a game sounds. I don't care if it's got all the multiplayer and fucking 7,000 hours of depth and all that kind of shit. Make sure it's fun and then worry about everything else. And RC Pro-Am does that in spades because this game is just straight up fun. My buddy Brad returns to the show this week and we had a really good time just talking about not only how fun this game is, but how simple it is, how it holds up today, how cheap that fucking yellow car is, is which like and that's an indication of just how sweet this game is if you've never played rc pro-am we're gonna get more into it in the podcast but the there's four cars red blue yellow green you always control red yellow uh just sometimes goes into beast mode and is unbeatable and it is the cheapest cheapest fucking croc maybe on the nes but the game is so fun that that not only is a detriment it almost like adds to the game, it's one of my fondest memories of playing RC Pro-Am as a kid, is fucking trying to keep up with that yellow car, that cheating motherfucker. Uh, like I said, this is as playable today as it was back in the 80s as well. Plus, it's on Rare Replay on the Xbox, so it's very available if you want to play it. Uh, it is, it's a rare game, if you didn't know. It's one of the first. And it's funny, because as a kid, I didn't know anything about the game developers. I just cared about playing the game. I didn't know who fucking made it. And I feel like Rare might have been my first favorite developer aside from Nintendo and I just never realized it back then because there's RC Pro-Am, Snake Rattle and Roll, Battletoads, the Donkey Kong Country games, Killer Instinct, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Banjo-Kazooie, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Rare has got a fucking resume and RC Pro-Am helped put them on the map. So we're going to get there in just a minute because speaking of things that help put you on the map, I stumbled through that a little bit, but that wasn't the worst segue I've ever had. It's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous Intro. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard and consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of beefy these days, but listen, they're not boring. They're fun. This is like our RC Pro-Am before our Donkey Kong Country. So just give it a chance. We talk video games and stuff like that. It's, It's fun. Uh, we have merchant, but I have to do my plugs first. It only takes like a minute, and they're not boring plugs about like shitty products. It's me. It's about remember the game. We have merchandise, all kinds of stuff hoodies, t shirts, coffee mugs, tank tops, rocking badass art drawn by my man Joe. You can find his work at 4545creative.com, and you can find our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com. If you're interested in supporting us, it's a great way to support the show. It doesn't just have it's not all podcast stuff, too. We've got our video game mashups lineup where we took classic characters and squash them together which i think are fucking rad we have our never forget the sega dreamcast shirt over there our console war veteran shirt is over there really cool stuff remember the game podcast.com and of course if you don't like clothes uh you can always and who does really don't you hate pants you can always support us over on the old patreon box for just two bucks us every month you get two additional podcasts every week 
two additional podcasts every week. You get exclusive access to both my gaming discussion show, Expansion Pass, every Thursday, and my gaming news show, Game Patch, every Friday. You also get instant access to well over 100 previous bonus podcasts. Uh, on Game Patch every week, we look at all the biggest news in modern gaming. I add in my opinions and mix a little profanity and stuff in there. And then Expansion Pass is a different show every week. We do game rankings. We look back at characters, consoles, memories. We do some comedy episodes. We do game reviews, which was what this past week was. Uh, I reviewed Deathloop for the PlayStation 5. And if for a record, if you've not played it yet, no worries. All of my game reviews are 100% spoiler free. In fact, some people have actually made fun of me for how anal I am about not spoiling anything. So usually, as I did with Deathloop, I tack a five or 10 minute spoiler cast on at the end if you're interested, but I warn you like crazy and play music and tell you stop the podcast before the spoilers start. So you've got like a 45 minutes completely spoiler free review waiting for you before we get into the spoilers. Uh, and we've reviewed tons of games and I plan on reviewing Metroid Dread probably next week. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing Back for Blood. We have more game reviews coming. Uh, so uh, as is becoming tradition, I'm going to give you a quick sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my spoiler free Deathloop review. Uh, I agree with what you just said, Zane. I also think it's a fucking really good game. And Zane mentioned how at the very beginning, Colt is confused. And that's something I wanted to talk about, again, without trying to spoil anything. Um, when Colt first wakes up, when you first start the game, he has no fucking idea what's going on. And you really do see the game through the eyes of Colt. They don't tell you anything that you don't find out by controlling Colt. And I thought that was great because it gave it made the game really immersive. I actually found the first couple hours of the game very confusing, almost overwhelming. And I'm telling you, don't let that turn you off. Power through it. I would like to know how many people maybe just quit it in the first hour because they were like, what the fuck is going on? Because when you first start, you don't know what the story is because you're, you're playing the role of Colt and Colt can't remember anything. You're trying to figure out, okay, I have these four time zones. I have these four areas. I have to find these eight people. How the fuck do I find these eight people? You start out knowing absolutely nothing. And it can be overwhelming because you've got like, when you hit pause, you have all these different, like think of the meme with Charlie Day looking at the wall with the papers on him and all the strings and he's fucking freaking out. So that was last week's episode, and for tomorrow's podcast, I'm going to go with a topic that barely lost our, our poll last month, because I think it sounds really fun. I'm going to count down my top 10, it's been a while since we did a ranking episode, so I'm going to count down my top 10 must-play retro video games. And people have asked me, well, what is what do you consider retro? Uh, I know that we covered the odd Xbox 360 PS3 Wii game on here, but for my top 10, I'm going to go with the PS2, Xbox, GameCube, Dreamcast era, and further back. So I'm going with my 10 must-play retro titles. I'm going to count them down. I think that's going to be fun. So again, two bucks will get you that episode, two extra podcasts a week, instant access to our entire catalog. Plus, you can join our Discord, you can vote in our Patreon poll, you can submit comments to be read on all of our shows. You can DM with me. I check my DMs every day. I've got about 400 fucking conversations going on in there right now. And you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patreons, Rob Silvestris, John F., 
Chugger 22, Scott Kilbride, Just Dewey in It, and Coheed 33. Thank you all so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. We crossed 400 Patreons this month, which is fucking wild. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. Thank you all. And actually, I have a poll slash discussion up on there right now. It's pinned to the top of our Patreon page, asking people what perks you'd be interested in. And you don't have to be a Patreon. So weigh in. I'm just interested in hearing what you folks would be interested in. Are you interested in another podcast? Would you be interested in live streams of the shows? Do you want my Let's Plays back? It's lots of ideas. So if you're hearing this, consider just popping by and, and voting. It takes two minutes. You don't have to be a Patreon. Patreon.com slash remember the game. I just want your feedback as we continue to weed or to, to water this little fucking weed of ours and slowly take over the remember the game or pardon me, retro gaming podcast garden we took over the remember the game garden about six months ago but now we're taking over the retro gaming fucking garden it's awesome okay that's enough blowing myself let's blow some of you with our official opening segment here on the show i read a few comments and questions from our patrons usually gaming related but not always and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge he blows all right he blows big time that's it honey get into the spirit And our first blower this week is Emily Luna, who wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, I've got kind of a serious question for you this week. Uh-oh. Uh, on the last game patch, you talked about how Konami was working on a new Metal Gear, Silent Hill, and Castlevania games. And you had a comment about Kojima not being part of it, so they'll probably suck. It got me thinking about how certain developers like Kojima and Miyamoto are so highly placed in the community's eyes. Do you think this kind of thinking can be detrimental to the series themselves? Would a Mario game without Miyamoto's involvement be a lesser game to you, being such a Mario fanboy? It's a good question, Emily. And just in case you're wondering uh, what Emily's referencing, um, we on Game Patch last week, we did mention that word on the street is Konami has new Metal Gear Solid or Silent Hill and Castlevania games in development. And one of our listeners wrote in and said, Hideo Kojima, who's not going to be involved with any of them so these games are probably going to suck and i was like yeah they might um so that's a good question do i think it's detrimental to a series having those names attached to it and be so attached to it i don't know because i i'm a big believer in in artists getting the uh credit and recognition that they deserve so like it's you know i'll be honest like not nearly i certainly not comparing anything i've ever done in my life to metal gear solid or super mario brothers you know but like i built remember the game and i'm proud of that and if i ever left i feel like some people would be like well it's not the same without him there and my stand-up comedy uh all my bits all my jokes everything that i've written as part of my act is mine and if someone else delivered it it's not the same so i understand and respect uh and don't really have a problem with putting someone's name on a piece of art or a series or a franchise or whatever it is that they've created but I do agree with you that like, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree uh, with the person that wrote in last week saying that if Hideo Kojima is not involved, these games are going to suck. I'm, I don't know. I, to me, the, the proof will be in the pudding that you're supposed to eat. Uh, if you're wondering why I say it that way, I caught shit for not, apparently I've been saying the proof is in the pudding wrong. Although I still think the proof is in the pudding when it comes to that fucking, uh, that phrase. But either way, um, I, I think that like I wouldn't be willing to write a Mario game off because Miyamoto wasn't involved with it. And I'm not and I don't know if our commenter that wrote in last week is writing these games off. They're just saying, like, well, there's no Hideo Kojima and he's kind of the 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 straw that stirs the drink. And I under and I, I understand that and I kind of agree with that, but I'm willing to give a game a chance. You know, like if, if they created a new Mario game and I found out that Miyamoto had absolutely nothing to do with it, wanted nothing to do with it, I would probably still be interested. Um and actually this next, so 
I was going to say, like, I wouldn't pre-order it, but I don't pre-order hardly anything. But this next comment kind of writes, kind of ties into Emily's comment. I am the mutt wrote in and said, hey, Adam, so last week, I think on Game Patch, you said that you would give a new F-Zero game a chance, even if it was not made by Nintendo. Just wondering if you felt the same way if it was made by EA. You know, it would probably get released with two cars and three tracks, and the rest would be available for purchase. And you know there'd be glitches and broken sections, but don't worry, you could purchase more cars and tracks around five bucks each. Anyway, just wondering how you'd feel about that. P.S. I would also really like a new F-Zero game, just not if it was made by EA. So that kind of ties in. So there you go. So Emily had said, would a Mario game interest me if Miyamoto wasn't involved in it? Would I be interested in a new F-Zero game if Nintendo had nothing to do with it? Because I have been quite vocal that I want a new F-Zero game. Uh, Yeah, I would. I don't... Look, like, I... It'd be different if, like, fucking... I'm just completely pulling something out of my ass for the sake of the conversation here. It'd be different if, like... Capcom fucking just made a Mario game without Nintendo's permission and was like, we'll deal with you in courts. This is going to make us so much money and we don't give a fuck. That's a little bit different, but it's obviously like a Mario game, an F-Zero game or whatever game, anyone that owns the license of a game, the next game in their franchise is going to be made with their permission, even if they have nothing to do with it. And so as long as that's the case and the rights holders are getting their due when it comes to like profits and stuff like that, I don't really care who makes it. I'll wait on reviews. I wait on reviews 99.9% of the time. I could probably count on one hand the number of games that I have pre-ordered without waiting for reviews in the last couple of years, especially because I buy 90% of my games digitally, so I don't have to worry about them running out. I can download them and, you know, it's like selling out of copies. I can download it any fucking time I want. So, like, look, Metroid Dread, dude. And we're going to get to Metroid Dread in a minute because I know some of you are wondering if I'm playing Metroid Dread. I was hella excited for that game, but I didn't download it onto my Switch until the night before it went live after I saw the reviews and everyone said it was great. I just, I'm just that type of person and I try to bring that into, beat that into everyone's head. Wait for reviews because you never know. You never know. So if I found out that a new Nintendo or that a new Mario game was in development and Miyamoto wasn't involved in it, I would just be more inclined to wait for reviews than I already am. And if I found out that a new F-Zero game was in development, but EA was making it, I would probably just go sit in my shower and fucking cry. So I hope that answers both of your questions. Thanks for writing in. Lord Finish wrote in and said, I was thinking if you could be the best game developer in the world, what kind of game would you make? What type of game would a Adamo Blancajimo game be? I love that name, Adamo Blancajimo. Um... I've said it many times, assuming I can get a hold of the Ninja Turtles license, the game I would make would either be a Ninja Turtles RPG or, and I mean like a classic like Final Fantasy VI style RPG or a Spider-Man Arkham Asylum style open world Turtles game, which I actually am leaning more toward the more I think about it. The idea of like going through New York City as the four turtles and each turtle maybe handles differently and stuff like that, that would be fucking, oh, that gets me hot. So that's the game that I would make. Now, assuming I can't get my hands on an established IP like the Ninja Turtles and I have to go from scratch, I think I would make a platforming roguelike because there's so many games like Dead Cells, Returnal, Hades, and you guys know I love those fucking games, but they're all about like slowly increasing your abilities to get stronger weapons to kill enemies and go further. I would make one where you could upgrade maybe like your platforming abilities, maybe upgrade like your health, your jump, maybe add triple jumps or wall climbing or fucking maybe you can swim longer, although then there'd have to be fucking swimming, but it'd be 2D swimming, which isn't so bad. Um... That's what I would do is a platforming roguelike where every level, every time you play, the platforming levels are completely different. I think that's what, that's what, I, that's what Adamo Blancajimo would make. When Remember the Game Industries finally uh, evolves into an actual game developing studio. Uh, Joseph Oblivion 
wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, last week you mentioned that you kind of had to tell yourself that it's okay to sit down and play video games sometimes. This is particularly true for you as you're getting two birds with one stoned at once. Nice pull, Joseph. You're getting two birds stoned at once, playing the games and prepping for the podcasts. But the comment really hit a chord with me, and I feel like maybe other hot dogs out here might need to hear this every now and then as well. It's okay to sit down and play some vids. I feel it too. Sometimes you have a gazillion things going on and life is really busy and you manage to carve out an hour or two just to play some games and you feel totally guilty because there might be something that you should or could be working on. We've all been there. It's important to remember that this is a fun, valid hobby, and as long as you're not blowing off work or almost burning down your family home playing Sonic 2, you shouldn't feel bad for playing a couple hours or killing a couple hours uh, with a controller in your hands. Cowabunga. You know what? And I don't really have anything to add to that, Joseph, but I agree. I was talking about how uh, since this podcast has become such a huge part of my life, I have to play more video games to keep up with the podcast and I can't shake the feeling that I'm doing something wrong, that I should be working on some, booking a comedy show or working on a website or doing something around the house when it like, this is part of my job, but even if it's not part of your job, and I know that a vast majority of you, uh, you know, don't make your living playing fucking video games. You're actually contributing to society. You're not a scallywag like me. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Joseph. There's nothing wrong with that. And I, even when I had a day job and I was working long hours and stuff like that, I would still feel guilty sometimes about playing video games at night because I felt like I should, you know, maybe I should be exercising or I should go cut the grass or something like that. And it's like, dude, if you work all day, you take care of your family, most of your responsibilities, you know, the house isn't burning down and there's food in the fridge and your bills are paid and stuff like that. Fucking go play some video games. Just relax and enjoy yourself. I just thought that was well said, Joseph. And then before we go, uh, or I got a couple more here, quick ones before I get to the letter time letter. Uh, where are we? Chalupa Cabra. Fuck, I love that name, but I don't like your comment. Wrote in and said, hey, Adam, two things. First, please, for the love of Konami, finish Metal Gear Solid 3 and 4. You're missing out on the best entries in the series. It's unfair to judge the whole series off of Raiden's whiny ass in Metal Gear Solid 2. Second, the Green Ranger is by far superior to the Blue Ranger. Thanks for all your hard work. Okay, so as far as the Metal Gear Solid games go, at some point, I probably will go back and play the rest. If you don't know, if you're newer to the show, I haven't played a Metal Gear since Metal Gear 2 because I hated Metal Gear 2 so fucking much. And uh, no. The Green Ranger is infinitely inferior to the Blue Ranger. And I'm a Green Ranger fan. Let me just state that for the record. Tommy's awesome. I love that gold shield and every dragon's always rad. But his power coin burned out because he's fucking probably got a drug problem or something. Plus, he doesn't even play his own flute. And I assure you, Billy can play the flute. So, Billy better than Tommy. Case closed. Morgan wrote in, and I'm going to finish this up soon, I promise. I, whatever's my podcast. I can fucking read as many of these as I want. This is fun. Morgan wrote in and said, Happy Thanksgiving, Adam. You too, Morgan. I'm curious on the amount of have you played this comments you get these days. Do you ever feel like it's overwhelming or is it more complimentary? How do you siphon through your suggestions? So just for the record, and I the reason I read this, Morgan, is because it's not to like, you know, suck my own dick because like, hey, you get all these people asking what we've played. But I just, I do get a lot. Not a week goes by that I probably don't get three, four, five. Are you going to play this or have you played this comments? Uh, for blowing in the cartridge. And I just want everyone to know uh, they don't bother me, but I don't read all of them because I literally could just fill this entire segment with have you played or are you planning to play comments? And I just don't know how exciting those are to everybody. So sometimes I'll mix one in a week. Sometimes I don't. Don't think I'm sliding you or ignoring you. It's just I get a ton of them and I never know which one to pick or choose to put on the podcast. So thanks, Morgan. And then finally, before we move on, it's letter time, it's letter time, and I got probably half a dozen comments about Metroid Dread this week. So I'm only reading one, but this goes out to all of you that wrote in about Metroid Dread. 
Dan Wagner wrote in and said, have you gotten your hands on Metroid Dread yet? I picked it up first thing Friday morning and I'm hooked. I've died a bunch, but this game is so far or is so good so far. Not so far, so good. So good so far. So to everyone that has written in asking me about Metroid Dread, yes, uh, I already kind of answered that. I waited for reviews. And then once the reviews were like, hey, that, no, it's Nintendo, it's fucking Metroid, it's legit, it's awesome, uh, I downloaded it on my Switch, and I played it pretty obsessively over the weekend between uh, watching my Rays fucking lose, goddamn fucking Boston Red Sox, and playing Metroid Dread. I'm, I think I'm getting fairly close to the end. Um, I, I, I'm going to save most of my thoughts for it for a review. I think next week's expansion pass will probably be my Metroid Dread review. Uh, but to sum it up quickly, it is fucking spectacular. I love it. Game of the year contender for me for sure. I just, am. I, I'm not done. So we'll wait and see, but I don't think I have a bad word to say about it right now. If you've been on the fence about it and you're even casually into the genre, Metroid Dread is fucking outstanding so yes i have played it i love it expect a full spoiler free review probably next week i have some comedy shows all weekend this weekend but i'm hoping that i can finish it off this week and then i can review it on next week's podcast thank you to everyone that wrote in this week i appreciate it very much let's get into our smash hit segment the unofficial official game show of remember the game industries play one remake one erase one And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with our theme music. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is erased from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in a minute. And there really are no wrong answers this week. Because we're talking RC Pro-Am on the podcast. Uh, I figured I would go with Retro Racers, and admittedly, I have not played any of these. Or very, I think I played a little bit of Super Off-Road as a kid, but I never played the other two. So I googled best racers on the NES, SNES, and Genesis, and went with games that were near the top of all three lists. We have Super Off-Road for the NES, Virtual Racing for the Genesis, and Uniracers for the Super Nintendo. And I always hope the poll is going to be close, and this one turned out to be just that. It's a two-horse race, or a two-unicycle race, I should say, because... Uh, with 34% of the vote, Play Uni Racers, Remake Super Off-Road, and Erase Virtual Racing came out on top. And the runner-up was Play Uni Racers, Remake Virtual Racing, and Erase Super Off-Road. So people love Uni Racers. Uh, I would not do that, but I don't know how much my opinion counts this week, as again, I haven't played much of any of these. So again, there's no wrong answers as long as you follow the fucking rules. Let's just see what a few of you had to say here. Doug Dorn wrote in. And said, uh, having owned Super Off-Road on both the NES and Game Gear, I wouldn't want to erase it, so I'd like to see it given a remake. I always meant to give Virtual Racing a chance, so I'll give it a crack. And that leaves Uniracers as the odd one to erase. No offense, just no interest to play it or remake it. I'm shocked by that because very few people erased Duna Racers. So if you're mad at Doug for erasing it, you can send your flaming bags of dog poop to Doug Dorn at 9612 13th Street. But no, I'm kidding. I don't I don't have his address. Oh, I do actually, but I'm not gonna give his fucking address though. You gotta pay more for that. And listen to this. Benny MB wrote in and said, I'm a fan of racing games, so I'll play this week. I never played virtual racing, so play that one. Remake Super Off-Road with online play and a Baja race like Super Off-Road 2. 
toss in some more real life off-road tracks as well maybe some truck customization as well and then erase uniracers not a bad game but it doesn't scratch my racing game itch i would rather play stunt race fx to be honest a racing fa- so it's one thing for doug to erase uniracers because like, i don't care about that game benny is a self-described virtual ga- or racing game fan and he's erasing uniracers i thought everybody loved this game I was floored that the first two comments I read erased the one that everyone's always telling me to play. Fuck. Now I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm going to law school. Shout out to anyone who gets that reference. Mecha Robo Hamster wrote in and said, okay, play virtual racing because I'm pretty sure I own this game but never touched it. (laughs) So I'd like to correct my mistake. Remake off-road because I've always liked off-road racing games and then erase unicycles because I never played it. Granted, I've never played any of these but it is what it is so fight me. So that one got read. I was going to move on from people erasing uniracers but you called it unicycles not uniracers and you said fight me. And I, uh, dude, you guys remember fucking Family Guy sucks now but they used to have this character Patty Tattinger the caddy manager. He's this little guy and he's like big whoop want to fight about it i that just made me think of that ball sack teabagger this is such a quiet fucking top quality podcast isn't it jesus christ ball ball sack teabagger wrote in and said i had to ask myself about 10 times what the fuck is uniracers until i worked out it's the ntsc name for a pal game we played as kids called unirally I would play the hell out of Unirally because it was so unique. You just can't get another game the same. I would remake Super Off-Road, not change anything really gameplay-wise as it was already such a good game, but maybe have an HD remake with the controls slightly improved. Virtual racing is nothing special. I used to see it like a Mario Kart version of F1 racing games without any of the fun stuff of Mario Kart added. Even if you erase it for the Sega Genesis, there'd still be a full arcade cabinet version that would live on. Now, I thought T-Bagger was just high, by saying that Uniracers was actually called Unirally over in Great Britain. And I thought maybe you've just been teabagging too many ball sacks and you got all fucked up. What a God, this is a lowbrow show. But then Trevor Seven Oaks wrote in, listen to this, play Unirally, as we called it in the city of Great Britain. I fucking love this game. I played it so much as a kid. It doesn't need a remake. It's perfect as is. Remake Super Off-Road, another great game, but will be greater with a fresh coat. And then Erase Virtual Racing. Crap in its day looks awful now. So that's two people from the city of Great Britain saying that Unirally was Uniracers. What the fuck are you guys doing over there? It's not Uniracers, it's Unirally. It's not the Sega Genesis, it's the Sega Mega Drive. You call French fries chips, as is my understanding. You drive on the wrong side of the road. Nothing makes sense over there. Fucking nothing. I don't understand how the city of Great Britain works. Thomas Cheney wrote in and said, play Uniracers, not fucking Unirally. Play Uniracers. I miss this one as a kid and I'd like to play it in its original state. Remake Super Off-Road, the game and art style, make it prime material for a modern indie upgrade and then erase Virtual Racing. It's a decent racing game that had impressive graphics for its time, but it was mostly unremarkable apart from that. I'm a little shocked so many of you want to remake Super Off-Road. Not that it's bad. I don't think it looks bad. I don't think it's a bad game. It would make a cool new indie game. I'm just... I did not think that many people were attached to to fucking Super Off-Road. And finally, S2S said, I don't really know much about the other two, but I would love to see Uniracers remade with the Battle Royale 99 treatment. I think it'd be such a cool idea to take 99 unicycles trying to eke out every bit of speed they can via stunts to make the cut every lap or something like that. I'm sure developers could come up with some way of attacking your fellow racers to slow them down without making things too complicated. I forgot the other two games. Uh, I'd play Super Off-Road in a race, Virtual Racer. There's tons of other racers out there and I don't have any particular attachment to it. 
Uh, meh, I tried. What's for supper? Shout out to anyone that gets that reference. Don't you fucking, don't any, okay, if you're newer to our podcast, I've been known to sprinkle a few Simpsons references in throughout the show and dropping a shout out to anyone that gets that reference. That's my line. You guys don't come up in here stealing my, that's my fucking bit. All right? You, oh, motherfuckers. Dropping a shout out to anyone that gets that reference. That's my fucking... Anyway, uh, I really like the idea of Uniracers as a battle royale game. I think any racing game, F-Zero would be fucking cool like that too. Where like every lap, 10 people get eliminated or something. I think that sounds fucking awesome. Uh, but like I said, I'm going against the grain this week. And I'm making my picks based entirely upon what I'm interested in. I have no experience playing these. 8% of you went the same route I did. Include Evan, or including Evan O'Brien who said, Play Uniracers. It's a super fun game as it is, and it showed the Sega kids that the Super Nintendo could do fast games too. Remake Virtual Racing. It could be done in a VR-style game when it's your point of view behind your helmet. Maybe have a faint reflection of your eyes on the mask lens. That sounds sharp. Sadly, Erase Super Off-Road. Saved the Super Nintendo game already. Off-Road games have been done a lot, so it isn't going to be too missed, and it would have been weird to have a next-gen game called Super Off-Road. So not necessarily with the same logic, but I would go in the same order. I would play Uniracers, 1 million percent just because I'm sick of being told I need to play Uniracers. So I would play it just to get you all off my back. I would remake Virtual Racing because, frankly, I have no interest in playing Virtual Racing. The reason I would remake it is because I'm hopeful that maybe it would sell well, kickstart Sega's sports lineup, those virtual games, and we get a new Virtual Tennis, which is what I'm, I'm scheming. That's really what my end game is here. And then I'm going to erase Super Off-Road because I don't need it when I have RC Pro-Am. Plain and simple. That's it. So thank you to everybody that played. Uh, play one, remake one, erase one every Wednesday here on the show. What have I been playing over the last seven days? And then we'll get into RC Pro-Am. Uh, I already mentioned it twice, but pretty well Metroid Dread. Uh, expect to review it next week. I don't have much else to say. And Diddy Kong Racing. I'm getting pretty close to the end. I'm really digging it. I think that's going to make for a good episode of the podcast as well. But those are really all I've played in the last seven days. And then Back for Blood came out today, being Tuesday, as I record this. So I'm definitely going to spend some time with that. I might even hop on tonight and play it, but it'll be too late by the time you hear this. So that doesn't matter to you. Let's talk RC Pro-Am. That's why you're all here. I'd like to give a few of you a chance to sound off on the game we're talking about before my guests and I steal the spotlight. And right out of the gates, a sharp J wrote in and said death to that yellow car. And stupid monkey wrote in and said beast mode. We all know that yellow car, it's going to get its moment on the podcast. As much as I hate it, I also kind of have a soft spot for it at the same time. Uh, but Black, back, Backdraft Delta wrote in and said RC Pro-Am, all the memories. This game was epic. The neighbor kid had this game. We rarely got to play it, but when we did, we flipped between this and Hogan's Alley. In typical light gun fashion, that game sucked after five minutes, so the refreshing racing was great to push off the light gun game of trash. The oil slicks and collecting letters were legendary. This game deserves a remake. Uh, same isometric form. I agree. I don't know why we haven't gotten another RC Pro-Am. Sorry, I do. I just punched my desk. I actually do know why we haven't gotten another one because Rare is too busy printing money with Sea of Thieves. But I would agree I want one. Sharonic wrote in and said, one of the best pick up and play games. Fun if you just want to play for five minutes, but you can easily spend a couple hours on it as well. I know everyone hates the yellow car, but I think my biggest rage moments in this game were missing the last letter I needed or the car, the car power-ups on the track. There are a ton of clones of RC Pro-Am and I don't think any of them really got the controls and difficulty scaling right like the original. Shout out to my favorite RC Pro-Am clone, Galaxy 5000, RC Pro-Am in space. I will lie to you, Sharonic, I've never heard of Galaxy 5000. 
thousand. But I agree with everything you said. RC Pro Am is magnificent. And Jesse Clark wrote in and said, "My fuck, I love this game. I still do. The idea that they were little remote control cars and the Nintendo controller was the car controller was just too cool of an idea back then. Game handled great, sounded great, power up system was great. Might have to pop this bad boy in the NES later tonight if I have time. So as I'm about to admit in the podcast, it did not click with me until years and years and years later that they were remote control cars in RC Pro Am. And you can all laugh at me if you want. I was never the sharpest tool in the shed. I just never, I can't believe I know. I don't know what I even thought fucking RC stood for. I race car, race car program. That's what it, oh Jesus. Anyway, I'll get into that right now. Uh, I'm going to queue up some music. It's the same music you heard at the beginning because it's the only music in the fucking game. And we are going to talk RC Pro-Am, which originally released on the NES in North America back in 1988. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Okay, joining me via the blank phone this week, returning to the show as a good buddy of mine. And like, you know what's okay? So first of all, I'll introduce him. It's my pal Brad. How are you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm pretty good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's I'm fine. I'm all right. Thanks. Um, okay, that's that. That sounded really reassuring. No, I'm good. It's just been it's just been a busy day, but I'm good. We're fucking great. I'm excited to do this episode. You know what's funny, dude? I was thinking I have two. So like, you're a little bit older than me. I'll be 38 right away. And you don't have to tell people how old you are. That's fine. But you are. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's fine. I'm going to be turning 40. You're right. So we're both, we're old. Like you and I are old yes. folks. Yes. And you know, what's really funny is that it's not that I don't have other guests that cover NES games with me, but by and large, most of the NES episodes are you and then my friend, David Ray, the gentleman of Remember the Game Industries, who's on here all the time, who's also another older guy. And it just got me thinking like, do you guys, you and David and then myself, you guys are officially like the seniors division here at Remember okay. the Game Industries because I respect that. Yeah, because there's like younger guests that come on my show and I when I say younger, like they're still in their 30s, but they're younger guests, younger 30s. Yeah. And I sure. and I throw like NES games at them and they're like, "Oh, I I didn't play that. I you know, I started with the Super Nintendo or I started with the Sega Genesis oh, or whatever." Jesus. And I'm just like, "You fucking young whippersnappers." Yeah, like, "Wow, you had a, a, a six-button controller?" Wow. Back yeah, in my day. Right? Back in my one. day, we had two had buttons one. and the B button didn't work. We yeah, just exactly. used it. it was just A and a D pad. Yeah. Um, so we're talking RC Pro M. Now I will say you like, and this has been a, an episode that's been requested by quite a few members of the community for quite a while. And it warms my wow. heart to know how popular this game is. Cause this game yes. is the fucking tits. This game rocks. Like this is 100? a good oh, video game. Really? Like so well done. Now, so well done. And it's challenging. Oh, we'll, buddy. Get, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> it's fucking challenging it contains quite possibly the cheapest villain in the history of video oh, games geez. but you we'll get so there correct yeah. i just wanted to ask though like you've been on me to do micro machines for quite a while and i never played yes. micro machines so wow. or i think i rented it once like i think i maybe played it once because i do remember playing it but i, I never owned it yeah. like, i don't know anything about it um yeah so just i'll just i'm just gonna just put you on the spot and this is gonna make this is gonna show you guys uh how dull the knife uh, that is Adam Blank is truly is. I fucked that up. I'm dumb. That's what I'm trying to say is I'm dumb. I literally like maybe six months ago, did it click to me that RC Pro-Am is remote control? I never thought of that. I always just thought these were cars oh, that someone was driving. No, and it's like they have antennas. They're a little yeah. remote control. Now I'm like, oh, it's remote control Pro-Am. So... 
Uh, there, everyone's gonna make fun of me in the Discord for that. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, you. Wow. I deserve it. That's fine. Good. Uh, you know, I have to tell you, with our past working relationship, this warms my heart because I've always called you stupid. Oh yeah, and you are. The shoe yeah. fits. What's that saying? It's fits. better to be thought an idiot than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Fuck that noise. Uh, <laughs> that's what, that's what I say. Um, oh, yeah. so I just, okay. So I wanted to ask you then just, I don't know how well you remember both, but like, is this game yeah. better than micro machines? I, I don't know. Like, do you, do you say it's better than micro machines? Oh, what well, the, the original? Yes. I, you know what? The one I should be talking about was super micro machines for the super NAS. Okay. He, I did play one of them future systems when I, uh, yeah, even though I'm old, with all the buttons. I did play one of, yeah, 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 with all those fancy buttons and stuff. So I do remember the original uh, Micro Machines. Yes, uh, uh, RC Pro Am would have, I would think, was a more fun game okay. for sure. Okay, I just yeah. was curious. But they, like, this but one, I, I love, I love both, and you get the Super NES Micro Machines, not from the original Micro Machines. I think it's it's more of an RC Pro Am. Okay. I'm going to write that down because you've been on me to play Micro Machines forever and I've been meaning to. And I'm like, okay, so yeah. it's a Super Nintendo one that I got to play. Okay, yeah, got yeah. I think, I think you'll enjoy it. It was All a right. really fun multiplayer. All right. Super. Oh, that's perfect for someone that's sitting here by himself with no one to play it with. That's fucking excellent. All right. Uh, yeah. Micro Machines. Okay, okay. So, but today we're talking RC Pro-Am. You guys, I'm telling you right now, first and foremost, if you have not played RC Pro-Am on the NES, uh, it's on Rare Replay. So you can play it on Xbox, it's on Game Pass, it's on all of those things. So it's not like, this is this is one of those rare non-Nintendo-centric NES, like not Nintendo-owned, I should say. Um, yeah. Nintendo games, it's not lost to the annals of time. Like, it's available on Rare Replay. You can still play this game. And I'm telling Which... you, I played this game a couple of months ago. And uh, it's I'm, it, I'm biased because it's one of my favorite Nintendo games of all time. But like it holds up. The controls seem funky, but they seemed funky back in the day too. It's just, you just need a little bit of time to get a feel for it. Surprisingly good, like shockingly good. In fact, I would go as far as to say the best racing game on the NES. You 100%. I totally agree with you. But and the key thing is, is it's all about the timing in the you like you you learn the track as on your first lap and then it's more about the timing of when to turn yeah it because you're sliding it's such a fun like when i did just a little quick uh refresher on it and just watching the video and i go i totally remember being like so wonky when i first started playing this game where you're just kind of your car is just always moving left to right because you're hitting left to right but well and it's and it's got that funky isometric view. Yeah. So it's like yeah, that forty-five yeah. degree angle, which and, is crazy to think about on the like on the NES. Well, okay. So it's funny. I just put this together sitting here thinking about this because this game is made by Rare, who you yeah. guys nowadays may know as the developers of Sea of Thieves. But like they did Banjo Kazooie, they did fucking GoldenEye, they did Perfect Dark, they did like Donkey Kong Country. Like Rare, Rare's got a fucking like Rare's got a pretty hall impressive fucking it's resume. A hall, it, it's a Hall of Fame company. That's oh yeah, without question. Look what you just named. And and I didn't even know that until the, like again doing a refresher. I'm like Rare made this. Yeah, and what's unreal, unreal. And what's wild about that isometric view is that like another <laughs> this game is not nearly as good. As as RC Pro Am, but another game that I love from the NES is Snake Rattle and Roll. It's uh, yeah, not okay, not yeah, nearly yeah, as good, that. but it also features that funky isometric uh, uh, camera view. And like by today's standards, when you think of a game, like and I guess if by chance if you're listening and you don't know what I'm talking about, an isometric view, like think of like a Hades 
that's an isometric view. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a great, yeah. like, and it, it's normal by today's standards. Tons of games use it. But on the NES, it wasn't as normal. And to try to make use of a camera angle like that without an analog stick, like when you're just using that four direction D-pad, it seems a little funky. And with our, and with Snake Rattle and Roll, maybe it doesn't work as well. But with RC Pro-Am, when you remove the platforming aspect and you're just driving a car and you don't have to worry about fucking jumping or anything, you're right. That, dude, I'm telling you, anyone that, I guarantee you, Brad, there are people that fired this game up on Rare Replay, started playing it, and were like, well, this fucking sucks because your first lap, you're probably crashing into the sides of the track and going all over the place. Exactly. Give it one race. That's all you need to do is just get a one race and just get a slight inkling for the way it turns left and right then you fucking got it and then it handles like a dream it just takes then, one race and then it's also addictive as hell once you start getting it down yeah it sure it's an, is it's a it's a small little addictive game yeah it you is could, and i just like it is only single player but right i remember playing this with friends where you just pass the controller over like and you just you just kept going and seeing who could finish the track who could finish the race yeah. And again, there's just, and there's options, sticky tires, stuff like that. Like, they, well, okay. They, so, cause that's something I was going to talk about. So like, if you've never played it, like you said, there's no multiplayer, which I won't lie to you as a kid, it bothered my brother and I, because we really wanted to play a two player. But yeah, now that yeah. like, I'm looking at it now and I'm like, one of the things about this game is this game runs fucking pretty goddamn smooth. Like there's not a lot of, like there's some other NES no. games that push the NES and it like kind of chops and freezes and stutters and it's, it's full speed. Pro-Am it's pretty so slick. It, yeah, uh, and yeah. I don't think it could, like, I think with two players, it probably wouldn't, it would probably slow right. down. So I'm okay with that. It's super basic. Like there's no mo there's one mode and all it is is you you control the red car of four cars, red, blue, yellow and green. And all you need to do is finish in the top 3. You just don't finish last. And as long as you don't finish last, then the rate the game just keeps going and you go to the next race and you go to the next race. And then like Brad mentioned, we'll get into the power. There's power-ups you can pick up, but there's no customization you do to your car. They just instantly get applied and they just make your car a little bit better. And I remember playing RC Pro-Am 2. We rented it from the store once and there's a lot more customization to it, which I'm sure a lot of people would like. I hated it. I was like, I just wanted, I liked basic I want race. RC. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I want to race. Like it's sometimes less is more. And it, to me, what the genius thing about RC Pro-Am is like you literally pick it up, you press start and it's like, hey, no, no, you're the red car. This is your car. You just have to not finish last. And that's For all se- it is. And it's super, super simple and it is perfect it works so well for such a simple game the like the amount of races you win and like it it just draws you in well what i it's so good what i like about it is that the lack of customization and stuff like that is uh means like this is my person this is just how i feel about it is i you can literally just focus on learning the track and the strategies of, of not finishing last and you the might be, and if you've never played it and you're thinking all you have to do is not finish last, that's easy. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, no, it isn't. Because <laughs> no, the, other, the other three cars are including, for all of you that have played it and you know exactly who we're talking about with the infamous villain, we'll get there in a little bit. But uh, the other three cars are very good. So like, yes, it, 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 which, it gets, is, which is nice. It is like, nice. Because it, it's, it, it's like, you look at this game and you think it's just going to be a basic Nintendo game where it's going to be oh you just race but it's like no you're playing a pretty hard game like yeah. this game this game as a six-year-old was not easy no like it, it's just it, it's not it, it was a perfect game for when you were like 12 13 like you could really sit down 
and you could put some time into this game. It, dude, there's a there's a surprisingly deep layer of strategy to this game, and it comes down to knowing the track, knowing where the power ups in the track are, knowing yeah. where the obstacles are. So, yeah. like, okay, so we already mentioned you, this red, blue, yellow, and green. That's the only options. And then when you start the race, it shows like you're you, like there's no you can't go into your car and like pick. Oh, I, I got first place. I got this much money. I want to put it into my brakes or fucking whatever. Your car is your car. But then as you drive along the tracks, you can pick up. Um, you can pick up fucking. There was a. There was like. I don't know anything about cars, so I don't even know what the car parts are. And I know you don't either. I know there's like an engine. I think yeah, yeah, like, just, yeah. There was like a wrench or something like that. Yeah, there's, there's like three different items you could pick up. One would make your car's top speed a little better. One would make your acceleration a little better. And one would make your handling a little better. And you could just, and like, and all you could do was level them up, I think, four times. Like, if you picked up four yeah. engines, yeah. your speed was maxed out. And all, frankly, at least as a kid, I never really even noticed that much of a difference. But I liked no. how simple it was. I was like, I don't want to have to like tweak my car. Just, just like fucking let me just play the game. And like, that's yeah. like, that's the, was... the greatness of it is just let me play the fucking game, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it like it it's it's the gameplay. Like you can add stuff to your car, but you're more excited about just going right into the game and learning the track and racing and just being knowing what you're doing. Yeah, and like and learning the track is the big thing because when you start up the game, another thing I like about this game is how clean the screen is. Like the yeah. top four fifths, like 80, 75, 80% of the screen is just your, like the game. Like it's just, it's that isometric view of just your car driving around the track. And then at the bottom, it tells you what lap it is. And it, and then there's like a little, my favorite part of this game is that in the, in the bottom, in the middle of like your, it's almost like your dashboard view. And in the bottom, there's like a map of the track and it shows you the layout of the track. And then it has the four dots showing you where each of the four cars are. And when you're learning the game, it's really handy to kind of figure out like, oh, okay, coming up, I got a hairpin turn. I got to make sure I kind of hug the brakes a little bit and hide, yeah. hide the yeah. right side. And there's yeah. so much emphasis on learning these tracks. It's almost like, dude, you remember play? We were talking, you, you, you and I did Batman on the NES. Yeah. And then when you yeah. play like a Batman or a Contra or one of those old games and you had to know basically where the villains were, like you yeah. practice. Yeah. It's yeah. almost the same thing. You had to know it's like, muscle, okay. it's muscle memory. It's, yeah. It's you, it's you learning it rewards like said, repetition exactly yeah. exactly and that's i mean that's a great game yeah when a game does that is, and you beat it it's so much more fulfilling when you beat a game like that yeah compared to i don't know some shithole game yeah like like fucking shack fu um Je yeah <laughs> jesus oh. so okay so like and then in addition to picking up those three power-ups those three things that rule that power up your car you can also pick up rockets or bombs. We used to call them bum farts when we were little because it looks like your car is farting with the bombs. No, just just the usual. Uh, farts are always that's... farts are funny. All right. If you don't think farts are funny, you have no I, farts are funny. Let me let me tell you something, guys. With him saying that, I one hundred percent believe him because I worked with him and he would giggle all day. Farts are funny. They're gay. Wait, man, yeah. Remember, okay. Well, quick story. Remember when you would shit yourself and you'd call me into your office and just sit there and stare at me <laughs> i do that to shaley too i'll fart, you know, you just, I'll, I'll fart in the kitchen and i could see i could see the face right now that you just stand there she... and you don't you don't move and i looked at you and i'm like what and then it's just rotten eggs and 
it's just whatever. <laughs> Shaylee, Shaylee doesn't fall for it anymore. But one of when we started, like when we first moved in together, one of my power moves was I'd fart in the kitchen, and then I'd be okay. like, "Yo, is something like what's burning?" And she would come in the kitchen, and be like, "What?" And I'd be like, "Isn't something burning?" And she'd come in and be like, and then be like, "Ah, you fired!" Uh, just yeah. Die. Anyway, That's love. Okay, That's love. <laughs> it is love. That's right. Uh, so you can pick up rockets and you can pick up bombs and you can't have yeah. both at the same time. And like, and there's, okay. So there we go. That's one of the great layers of strategy to this game is you, you, all you like, when you pick them up, you only have a limited, it's not like they're infinite. You know, if you pick up a rocket, you get, you know, 10 missiles or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. so you have to obviously utilize them properly because again, your only objective is to not finish fourth. If you finish first, I think the only reward is you get more points if you're playing for like a high score, but that's it. So you you literally like if you're if you're behind you want the rockets because they shoot a, like a missile straight out of the front of your car that just shoots in a straight line and you and if you blow up you know yellow green or blue they they just it's so awesome you blow them up and they turn into like a pile of rubble for like a half a second and then all of a yeah. sudden they're back together and they can just take off again um, but you can slow them down and if you pick up the bombs you drop them out the back of your your car but they they don't go all the way across the stream like the rockets they just kind of fall out on the track and explode. And so if you're, if you're playing from behind, you want the, the bolt, the, the missiles to catch up. And if you're playing with a lead, you want the, the bombs so you can drop them behind you. But here's, and I, I don't know if you remember this or not, but like one of the tricky things is say, say that you're, uh, you're in fourth and you're freaking out because you need to get, you know, do at least third. Right. And yeah. you've got the missiles to shoot at the cars in front of you. If you accidentally drive over a bomb. Now your missiles have turned into bombs and now you have nothing to shoot at the people in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one, it, one, again, it's an intricate game. It it's really so is. Intricate. So like after you've played it a few times, you know like, fuck, okay, when I go around this upcoming turn, there's bombs laying in the middle of the street. I'm in the back right now. The last thing I need are fucking bombs. So then it almost becomes a bit of an obstacle of like making sure you don't touch those bombs as yeah. you go around the corner or vice yeah, it's versa like with the, the missiles. It, well, and... and the evil side of the game is when they put the water puddles everywhere oh, and like yeah, yeah. cuz so then yeah so it's like the opposite of what you're saying you might make a hairpin turn to try and avoid the bombs because now it's not a weapon that you love it's it's an obstacle Dude. and just like the water when you hit the water and you spin out i can't brutal. i can't remember if it's random or if they're like preset track conditions but yeah at the beginning of every race it says what the track conditions are and yep. if it's like rainy then the yes. fucking course is no no because there was puddles and oil slicks and yes. if you drove yes. through the puddles they just slowed you down but they fucking slow you down yeah yeah huge yeah. and so if you were driving on a track and there was no rain then there was no puddles you were it was a clean track and you could go but then if it was raining the track was covered in fucking puddles and you had to avoid those and then some other tracks had oil slicks on them and dude if you drove into those oil slicks you remember you spun and spun, and it felt like you fucking span. You spun, is span? I don't think that's a word. Spun. If you fucking drove into the oil slicks, you fucking spun forever, and you were completely out of control. And if you hit the side of the track while you were spinning, then you blew up. Yeah, oh, and then you you had to be the steaming pile of rubble for like two seconds before you got yep. put back together. Yep. So then you yep. had to know where all those were. And do you remember that there was the roll cages? Oh yeah, those they were like the stars in Super Mario Brothers. Those fucking, they were these white roll cages. They're like the most powerful weapon in the game, item in the game. And if you pick them up, you're invincible for a short time. And if you touch anyone, they spin out like they drove through an oil slick. And so, and the other cars could pick them up too. And so you had to like beat them to the fucking roll cages to pick them up as you were going through. 
And then if you hit an oil slick and spun to the wall, you wouldn't explode. And it just, I I know I sound really excited, but it's because I fucking am because this game is so good. There's so many little pieces built into every one of these tracks. And now that we've explained, and then there was stuff like, Sorry, I know I'm fucking talking. I'm just really excited. Remember, you used to drive across like the zippers and they would shoot you really fast? Yeah. And then there was um, the walls. Oh, those fucking pop-up walls. Do you remember yeah, those? It's, yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's like... It's fucking and load of we're, shit. We're, we're, and, and, I, but dude, those walls you, fucked the, me so many times. The, but, the game just, again, it's a, it's a very deep game. Yeah. It's crazy to say, <laughs> but if you haven't played it in a long time, and you fire it up, and you get into those higher races. It it changes the whole game. It does. It's like a new. It's like a new game. Yeah, it really is. As you get deeper into it, plus the replay values is unfucking believable. Oh, it totally is. Because like, it, like you're getting your money's worth, and it's not like you know the tracks, and you're gonna beat this game in five minutes, ten minutes. No, you can put in a good amount of time on this game. Oh yeah, and start over right after. You're not going to remember. You're not going to know everything. Well, because, well, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, I mean, over time, you do get to know the tracks and you know yeah, what's coming. Of course. But the thing is, is it's like, so I think you only have three lives. Like, I think if you finish fourth place, you can continue twice. And then if you yeah, don't I think pull so. it off the third time, you're done. But then in addition to, like, so all the things that we've just explained are all not in random places, they're in set places on these tracks. So you know where they are. And the game, I think, like, like, the difficulty of the game is quite high. And they're expecting you to play the game over and over again, knowing where all those things are. Because, yeah. like, you need to know where those things are. You need to know, like, okay, if I'm in first, the bombs are up around this corner and I'm going to need them to defend my lead. You're like, I'm in last. The missiles will be here. I know the roll cage is here right before these oil slicks. So if I pick up that roll cage, then even if I hit one of these oil slicks and it spins me out and I hit the wall, I won't blow up because I have the roll cage. Like there's so much strategy involved in it. And then dude, do you remember in addition to all that, the letters that were laying on the course? Yeah. And you had to spell out Nintendo. I don't know what yeah. it is in Rare Replay. I, there's no way it's fucking Nintendo. There's no way. That'd be sick. If you had to spell Nintendo on an oh, Xbox yeah. like, game. Oh, yeah. It'd be ridiculous. But you could pick up a letter on each track. One single letter that was laying on each track. And if you managed to pick up eight, and you didn't have to do it like in eight courses or whatever, but if you managed to pick up all eight, all eight letters to spell the word Nintendo, then you got an upgrade of your car. And it went from like a pickup truck to like a van to like a fucking actual like race car. And they were faster as you went on. And I remember. Which is so cool. Oh. Like it, again, like you, and it's like you didn't know, it didn't say anywhere that you were going to get an upgrade to a different vehicle, which again, it's like you're restarting a new game. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like you can play and just completely ignore the Nintendo letters and play through the whole game as the pickup truck. Or you can play focusing specifically on the Nintendo letters, get all eight, upgrade to the the van or whatever the fuck it is, and then to the the race car or fuck it, whatever it was. And uh, as you upgrade your cars, then they get faster so the game gets harder. So then that adds another layer to the game is do you want to go after like so if you're if you if you're murdering the game with the slowest car focus on picking up the letters you'll get a faster car and then you can play the whole new the whole game over again as a faster car which is just it, it it's I, I don't even know how else to say it it's a really fun fucking video game yeah. like the, considering it's a like to me like Brad to me like this is I would consider this for the most like kind of like a sports game like racing's kind of a sport 
Yeah. Right? No, it's it's a, it's a sports game for yeah. sure. I guarantee but you there's like F1 fans that are just like, yeah, you're fucking right. It's a sport. I'm like, yeah, it's not really yeah, a sport. Know, wait, fucking card no. is all the work. But it doesn't. I'm exactly. not gonna, I don't want to get into that. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah, you just opened a door. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's fucking it's not a sport. Uh, but, it, but OK. OK. It's like now now that people are going to be saying soccer is a sport. So uh, yeah, give me a give me a break. I, every listener in the city of Great Britain is fucking yelling at me right now. I'm gonna hear yeah, about this. You're, yeah, hi everyone. Hi everybody. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but the point I was gonna make is like, I mean, you you're you're actually you're probably bigger into sports games than I am. Like to me, yes. by and large, sports games are one of the most predominant genres that need multiplayer. Yes, and um, it, it, it's a key. And but you've also the gameplay is the key to like for me anyways. Right. Is I love I love multiplayer. You can't go wrong with a good multiplayer. But if you're not getting the actual sport right, right. it's embarrassing. Like it's I'm just, not, it's it's embarrassing. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say that RC Pro M is better than Mario Kart, because it's not. But I will say that like imagine Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Imagine that exact game, but with no multiplayer. I'm, yeah. I'm like, dude, I think I, because uh, RC Prime doesn't have multiplayer. And I'm like, ah, my. if it was just its single player against just Super Mario Kart single player, yeah. I might, I might go with RC Pro-Am. I might go with RC Pro-Am. There's more there. And it, what's wild it, is this game came out in 1988. Like it came out way before Super Mario Kart. It's a, it's yeah, a, it, it's a really it's it's a very good game and like mario kart is always going to be mario kart but you're right it just plays as like if you're going one-on-one with a single player i yeah i i i have to agree with you like it it might be and like that's like i really hope that that hammers home just how impressed i am with this video game like it's a big deal i'm looking right now this was the fourth game published by rare and like this right. is this is the one that made rare, like this was the one that put them on the map. Like this is, and I'm I'll be honest, dude. Like I can't get over how many like best NES game lists this this game pops up on. Like I played this game as a child, like crazy. We owned it. I played it like a motherfucker. I can still hear that like dun 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 dun, like that yep. music in my head. And I'm like I'm I I really thought that this was just one of those NES games that like nobody really owned and we just owned it. We had it as a kid. So we played it for some reason, but nobody else knew about it to see how many greatest like NES game lists this game pops up on. I'm like, dude, I'm so glad that this game gets the respect that it does because it's that fucking good. It's a little ahead of its time, frankly, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, so you could get the missiles, you can get the bombs. There's all the items you can upgrade your car to get better. Uh, um, to get better cars if you spell Nintendo. Oh, fuck. Do you remember, too, that, like, every time you won a race, you either got a gold, silver, or bronze trophy because if you finished fourth, you didn't get a trophy, but you lost. Yeah. Um, and then do you remember, like, in between races, it would, like, show you your trophy, and then it would show, like, the screen of, like, all your trophies? Yeah. I always, like, I remember, I don't know why, like, just as a kid, maybe it's because as a kid, I never won a single trophy for anything. Maybe that was why I felt so good. Don't laugh. <laughs> I was like, maybe well, that's... no, I, I, I was, I, I was going to say same boat, dude. Yeah. See, same we're boat. the losers. So, yeah. so I was like, yeah. I got to see all my trophies. And I was like, look at all the fucking trophies I won. I'm the greatest driver ever. Yeah. Oh, I can just, I can hear Brad. I can hear my dad's heart breaking right now because all of his friend's sons were like, Oh, here's my fucking hockey trophy or this is this trophy. And I was like, dad, come see all the fucking racing trophies. I won on my Nintendo. 
And I was like, hang on, I got to get my inhaler because my asthma's bothering me. But come see all my trophies. I could just hear my dad like, oh, fuck me. But I always thought that was a cool little touch, too, that you got to see all your trophies that you won. Um, right. Now, okay, so we've talked about all the good. And or have we talked about all the, I'm trying to think, is there anything that, like, I think that basically covers it. Like, it, it, like as far as the good stuff, because there's one incredibly bad thing that we have to get into. It's the most notorious villain maybe in the history of fucking video games. But I'm just trying to think, like, is there, I can't, I can't think of anything we missed. It's only one player plays the car there's only one mode it's incredibly basic i'm i will say i'm floored at just how much replay there is in this game considering how there's like literally no options whatsoever yeah no i i totally agree there's it's, no like there's no extra modes there's no 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 anything i'm floored that like there's no there's not even like time trial is in like every racing game ever uh, yeah, and this game doesn't even have like that because there's no battery in it. Like every time you start, you have to start from scratch. There's literally no like the select button doesn't do anything. Like there's no options in this game at all. Yet you want to keep playing it, which is a real testament to the quality of the experience, I guess. Um, now the one yeah, thing, it, go ahead. Yeah, it's again. There's just so much. Yeah, it, just for such a little game. And the, and it, but, I, oh yeah, and I wanted to say it actually looks surprising. Like I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It looks it looks solid. It does. Like the only thing that looks like shit is like the actual like the track, like the gray concrete track against the grass. Well, like, yeah. it looks like it was drawn in like Microsoft Paint. But like it doesn't matter because you're gonna be paying like you you need to be dialed the fuck in to play this. You're gonna be looking at your cars. You're not even looking at. Uh, like the the fucking background or the the map or anything like that, but it does look a little basic. I don't really care. I'm just saying it looks a little looks a little basic, but that's fine. It's yeah. like it's it's like Shaq Fu, except there's a good game on top of the shitty background instead of Shaq Fu. <sighs> Shaq Fu, oh god, just, <laughs> it's just that. so bad. It's so bad. Now the one, and I don't even know. Like here, when we go to score this thing, Brad, I'm not even going to necessarily take points off for it because I always got a kick out of it as a kid. Yeah. But there is one villain in this game. Yeah. And the villain just pops up at random times. And so there's red, you control you. Oh, and that's one thing too, is I kind of wish it would give you the option of picking what color of car you wanted of the red, blue, green, and yellow. But that's just minor. That doesn't matter. So yeah. you only play as red and you always race against blue, green, and yellow. And all four cars are equal. Like they all are the same. Like, you know, actually the one advantage you have, if I'm, and I'm trying to remember, I don't think the other three cars use uh, the the shooting weapons. I'm trying to think, but I don't think they do. I know they use the roll cages. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember seeing them ever collect them. Yeah. Does that make sense either? Like it's... The, yeah, other than the roll cages, they pick those up and use them and it fucks you over. But I don't think they use the other weapons. But every once in a while... The yellow car is the yellow. I, dude, I would love to see a list of the biggest villains in NES history. Yellow car from RC Pro Am has to be on that fucking list. Yeah, he's, he's it's got to be. He's that a, that he's car's. A, he's a cheating mother. Dude, did you ever watch that? What was that fucking old? There was this old cartoon show with like a whole bunch of like characters and they would race. Wacky races? Was that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that show? Yeah, with the Pink Panther and the the the, vampire or whatever the fuck he was. The hairy caveman guy from, with the club and shit like that. Like, (laughs) yeah, that was a good show actually. I liked that show. It was, it was. But like, 
the yellow car is almost like the villain from that show because every once in a while, and you hear it, you'll hear it every once in a while. You would just hear this like, and it was just like, do you remember that sound? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. And you were like, mother fucker. And the yellow car just goes on steroids and just takes off. Yeah. It's stupid. Literally goes twice as fast as you. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? And you can't, the only way you can catch him is to shoot him. Like you can keep shooting him. If you can get, if you can, but like when I say that, like if he, if he does that from behind you, that fucking, then you need to catch him before he blows by you. And if he does it while he's in front of you, you're basically fucked. It's impossible to keep up with him. He literally like laps you, like laps you. It's so funny. You look at like that overlay map on the bottom of the screen and red, blue, and green are all close to each other, like battling it out. Yellow is just fucking like a half a lap ahead, just flying around the track. And uh, I don't know if there was something you could do that like triggered it or not, but every once in a while you'd fucking hear that, that motherfucking. And then it was like, your only hope is to stay ahead of blue or green. Because you can't catch yellow. And I don't know why they put that in the game. And it doesn't fuck you over because you can still finish second or third and be fine. But, but it's it, a, it just, it's, it, it's a cheap bastard move. That oh. They added that. It's a, it's a, it, I don't want to say it was too much. No, it wasn't. But it, it, it was just, yeah. It's, if, if it, you, fuck if you, you. If you just, had that's to, all it is. yeah, if you had to finish first to win. Yeah. It would be bullshit. But the fact that you only need to finish in the top three, he basically right. just eliminates your ability to get first. Um, yeah. And then you have to finish second or third. But I just like anyone that if you've not played this game, it's not hitting home for you. If you have played this game, I probably just triggered like some traumatic childhood memories of that fucking yeah. yellow car just blowing past you. Such a load of sh- fucking yellow car. He's such a dirty motherfucker. And it just 100%. came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Fucking oh, fuck you. Um, but you know what, Brad? I will say, like some of the most intense races I ever had playing this game were when yellow would go into fucking beast mode to take off. And yeah, yeah. Me, blue, and green are just like it feels like it like it literally feels like you're wrestling with each other, trying to be like the first one to get across like a finish line. Like you're just Yeah, no, it's it's a very good game for like the end, like the end of the race. Oh. Like usually all the cars are right there and it's it's it's, intense. it's awesome. Dude. It's, it is. Yeah. It is. I, I hate I I had beads of sweat playing this game. I did. I know I remember that for a fact, just sitting there stressed out over this game for sure and i like that when you hit the finish line to end the race it stops like it's you don't blow across the finish line and then like it shows you like yeah. around the track and shows the standings when you hit the finish line or if the other three do and you're in fourth if the other three hit the finish line and you're in fourth then it just stops or when you hit the finish line it just stops and what i love about it is like did you ever have any races where it was like literally a photo finish where like maybe you got third and like the blue car was like two pixels behind you on that fucking finish line. But because you got into third, you won or vice versa where you were the one that were just two pixels behind. Like I love the way it stopped the second you hit the finish line and you could see how close it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Nail biting. Those that fucking, those final corn. I remember I can see it in my head coming around those final corners and you're just mashing rockets, just trying to hold on to fucking the top three. Ah. And then if you get, if you finish four, three times and it just, it like, it plays that like sad music you can put in your high score name and then you go back to the start screen and you just begin it all over again. 
Yeah, and, it's and it, it, it's yeah. Ugh. I I can't gush about this game enough. I feel like this is one of the most hidden gems on the NES. Bar none. Maybe yeah. the maybe I I mean, there are other people that argue with me. I might even go as far as to say this is the hidden gem from the NES. Like it, 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 there's a lot of people that love this game, but there's a lot of people that never did play it that don't know. Well, you're the, right. It's a, it, it is a hidden gem in like, a lot of ways. Like, cause I asked you off the top, if you like it better than micro machines and yeah. the thing about it is like, I guarantee, I guarantee you there are more people that played micro machines than played RC pro-am just because micro machines was on the cover. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Like, dude, you and I, fuck, I can't remember what game that you and I were talking about it. I don't remember what game it was, but we were like, maybe it was Batman. Yeah, maybe it was. Like, Batman is a fucking great NES game. Fucking great NES game. But if it was the exact same game, but not Batman, if it was fucking Pete's Punch Fest, a third of the people that played it would have played it. And the thing about RC Pro-Am is nobody knew who Rare was at the time. I feel like Rare is one of those developers that they hit a point where people would buy their games just because they're rare. Like, because of the name on the box. And back then, they weren't. So, like, if you didn't know who Rare was, and then you saw it, and it's just RC Pro-Am. I'm looking at the cover art right now. 32 tracks of racing thrills. Yeah. Yeah, sure, but it's like Micro Machines has the Micro Machines. Yes. It's just, I really feel like a lot of people probably didn't play this game, and that's a shame because it it made my top. It's so good, buddy. Fuck me. Yeah, yeah. It's a really really good game. I really would like the Super Nintendo one. I'm just yeah. looking right now. RC, okay, so there was Super RC Pro-Am on the Game Boy, and then RC Pro-Am 2. I never played RC Pro-Am 2. I did, but I didn't like it as much. Um, sometimes less is more. That's the kicker. That's uh, You know what? And maybe that's a great way to start wrapping this down, is like, sometimes less is more. And the NES yeah. was great for that. Like it, it's We've talked about this before. A lot of the best games on the NES, they just relied on making a fun game. They were like, we don't need to worry yeah. about all the other bells and whistles. Just make the game fun. And it just yeah. is. Um, yeah, it's a really, really, really well thought out game. Yeah. And I, so I was going to ask you, like I asked you before we started, and you're like, I don't remember. You didn't, you're not, you don't remember if you own this or if you just I rented don't. it a lot. I, yeah, like I, I, I keep beating this dead horse, but. I remember the cover again of this game because again, it's a basic, clean cover, but it's awesome. That, like it's really, it's really awesome the way it looks. That green stands out to me. Yeah, the yeah, and like that's the thing is, you said, "Hey, I was wondering if you wanted to do RC Pro Am." First thing that popped to my mind was the green. Yeah, and the ba- and the cover. Yeah, it's one of those games where I feel like I did own it, but I can't officially say i owned it either i owned it or i played it like rented it a fuck ton of times yeah i could. I know that yeah i know that like i'll tell you like we owned it but had we not owned it like this is one of those ones if i had rented it once i would have rented it over and over and over again right yeah um, me too it's it, it's and and the key on that too is because when you rented it once it's gonna be in that category of okay i'm gonna go see what new games came out they don't have anything. It might be three months later, but I'm picking it up at the 24 hour video station yeah. to, 
rent because you know what nothing else came out they don't have anything new but i want a fun game i go with that yeah this is one of those ones that if you rented it for the weekend like you didn't get burned you have a weekend of right of a fucking fun game in front of you so yeah exactly ah, I exactly it. i fucking love rc pro app even that yellow car even that fucking eh, i don't i don't even hate the car for it i'm like that's part of its charm i love exactly. this stupid game um yeah dude i'm just on their wikipedia page right now uh, a survey by GamePro ranked it the tenth best sports game as of 1990. It made 84th on Game Informer's top 100 games of all time list. It's on all these top NES games of all time. It is. I I mean, if you take all the, yeah, if you take stuff like Mega Man, Mario, Zelda, Kirby, Contra, Punch Out. If you take all of like the the ones that everybody knows on the NES out of the equation, yeah, like I'm not gonna lock in that this is my favorite NES game of all time outside of those big ones, but it's it's top three. It's a contender for sure. It's that good. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. If you have Rare Replay, I'm begging you, just give it a chance. Just fucking fire it up. And just try it. It's free. It's on Rare Replay. Fucking try it. Uh, you got anything? Do we miss anything? Feel good? No, I don't think so, man. Yeah, feels good. Uh, okay. What the fuck? How are we going to score this fucking thing? Trophies out of 10. Mm, out of Trophies? 10. Oh, no. 10? Here, there's 32 tracks of racing thrills. That's sure. what the bot. What a shitty line. Like, it's a great game, but what a shit. 32 yeah, tracks just- of racing thrills. 32. Like, if this game came out, dude, because you and I always joke about this. If this game came out 10 years later, like in 1998, that cover would say 32 tracks of extreme racing. Oh, yeah, extreme. <laughs> but in back, 32 tracks of racing thrills. I love that. Okay, so out of 32, what would you score RC, which, which we, as we've learned, stood for uh, radio controlled? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you did. I Wait, learned hold that. on. You I learned did. that. Yeah. You right. did. You, you don't have to admit it. It's okay. Uh, what That's, would you score? Uh, what would you call? What would you score RC Pro at a thirty-two? I'd give it. I'd give it a nice thirty. Yeah, fuck. That's okay. thirty. Then I. That's what exactly what I was gonna do. So I'm gonna go to thirty-one just to be different. Yeah. But yeah, no. It's like if I, I don't, don't even, even mind know what, the, to be to ahead. be quite honest. I don't even know what I took two points away for. The only thing that I would take a point away for, and I don't even know if this would necessarily be considered fair. Um, I wish it had saves like a battery or even passwords, but that's like, that's the only thing I can think of is that you have to start but from that's scratch the replay every time. Value, it is. Right? Yeah, it is. It's just that like, dude, I remember as a kid, cause you had to spell out Nintendo. Um, and yeah. the thing was, was like, not only did you have to get the eight letters to spell Nintendo to upgrade your car, but you still had to finish in the top three. Like in addition to getting your letters, I think if yeah. you got a letter and then finished in fourth, it let you keep your letter, but you only had three lives. So like you could only do that a couple of times. And I, dude, I bet you I could count on one hand the number of times as a kid that I even got to the third car. Cause that's 16 races of getting that letter and at least 14 of those 16, not finishing it last, which right. is very difficult. So like a password system just would have been nice to get to see that final car a little more. That's all. But uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I but, get but, what you're saying. You know, but it's like I, I I don't even know if throwing like I feel like throwing shade at it for not having battery saves isn't fair because that's a, a you know that's a product of the times. But like every game had fucking passwords back then. Um, yeah, including Brah. Some of those passwords. <laughs> you ever played one of those games that had a password that was like eighty letters long? Oh, it's horrible. They did that as a joke. You know, oh. those designers were like, "Fuck these kids." And then they're you, gonna write it because you knew 
the reason they did that was you write it down wrong. Exactly. You wrote and down so you one wrong letter. Yeah, uh, that's it. You're fucked. And you turned it off. And then you uh, went to play it the next day. Uh, Again, <laughs> these, these, these kids these days don't understand no, what they we had to fucking... Every, you have an older, uh, you have an older brother, and you don't write the code down right. Uh, you're dead. And then, you're like, dead. yeah, it's a 20, 20 fucking character password, and then you find out yeah, it's wrong. It's horrible. You find out it's wrong, and then you're like guessing. You're like, well, maybe the one was an L. You know what I mean? So then you're going through and like trying everything else, yes, and then finally yes. you give up. Ah. So you know what? Because uh, you think it's the one letter. But no, it wasn't. Fucking brutal. Fuck you, games with fucking yep. eight thousand character passwords. Fuck you, man. I'm I'm gonna I might play some RC Pro M this tonight. That's a fucking fun video game. I love this. There you game. go, um, buddy. Thanks for doing this. And I promise no you, I'm gonna put Micro Machines for the SNES on my list, and I'll play it. I yeah, promise. give it a shot. I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it. I'd love to do that one. And uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Awesome, buddy. It was thanks, awesome. Thanks for doing this. And thanks for telling the world that I used to uh, fart in my office and then ask you to come in there. I appreciate you for just, just raises my pedigree, uh, my standings in society a little bit higher. Just to clarify people, he didn't fart. He shit himself. No, it was, that's, that was it one was time. Vile. No, I'm just kidding. It was so vile. <laughs> oh, what a great way to end this episode. Buddy, thanks for doing this. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Brad, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking RC remote control program. Fuck. I can't believe I didn't put that together, but thanks so much for giving me a call and every single one of you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Whether this was your first episode, your 169th episode. Uh, fuck dude. Our we're we just cracked 10,000 downloads in, in a week. Uh, a year ago, we had 10,000 downloads in a month. We just cracked 10,000 in a week. We're onward and upward, up and at them, as they say. I'm so blown away by the support everybody shows this podcast. I can't thank you enough. Listen, I never say this, but if you enjoyed it, uh, subscribe and leave us a review if you can. I don't know what the reviews accomplish, but I know that all the good podcast hosts ask for them. So I'm going to ask for them. Just if you're on a platform that takes reviews, Think about just, you know, five stars doesn't suck. That's all I need. Good enough. That'll help us in the ratings as far as I understand. Uh, and if you like the podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon. I give you a fucking astronomical amount of value for two bucks a month, including two additional podcasts every week. You get podcasts Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on our Patreon. You also get instant access to over a hundred bonus podcasts that have already been released. There's all kinds of game reviews in there, game rankings in there. We talk about consoles and eras. There's comedy episodes, all kinds of fun stuff. Patreon.com slash remember the game. And even if you don't want to sign up for our Patreon, consider popping by there anyways. There's a poll there to vote on right now. It's pinned to the top of the page. It's completely free. I'm thinking about expanding remember the game and i want your feedback and i want to know what you folks would be interested in so go by there and check it out if you're interested patreon.com slash remember the game uh i think that's enough plugs yeah i think so uh i'll be back tomorrow with expansion pass number 81 which will be my spoiler free death loop review i'm back on friday with game patch and dude next week for episode 170 of remember the game i sat down with a guy named doug walsh a few days ago and if you don't know the name doug walsh he was a author writer 
I get author, I guess. I was trying to think of more words, but author is the word. Uh, he wrote player guides for like 20 years. Remember those old fucking dope-ass player guides you used to buy for games in the 90s, the early 2000s? He wrote them. He wrote, he had a career that lasted like 15, 20 years. He wrote a book about it afterwards. And we had a nice chat about what it was like writing player guides and what that experience was like and why the industry died. And uh, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. It is one of the episodes I'm most proud of, of any episode we've ever done. So I hope you all enjoy it. So that'll be next week's episode of Remember the Game. Thanks a lot, everybody. I'll talk to you all again soon. Fucking yellow car. It's remote control. Fuck me. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I churn out every week without your generosity and support. So I would like to thank everyone that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game. So a huge thank you to... Dave Makeshift Money, Todd, Joe Buck, Ben Drinkin, Sharonic, Andre, Stupid Monkey, Tyler, Michael Mathis, Fake McHugh, Joshua Shenfield, Jeffrey Mathis, Shaylee Keys in a Stupid Arrow Handle, Christopher Sumner, James Clark, King Bahamut, Sean Razine, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Joe Gillespie, Nathan Warzica, Ashley Cronenbitter, Ben Bullia, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Chris Fleury, Charlie Madero, Scott V, Rex Sheldon, Sheldon Andrew Wright, Gary C, Divalk, Luca Rezkignik, Luca, Kate Roberts, this is gonna be a long fucking shout out. They call me Badger, Joe Mack, Desert Tortoise, Jordan Do, How, Kevin Hufford, Jason Cortez, The Good Enough Gamer, Fraser Burns, Brian McKay, Alex Martinez, April Sane, Nick Sills, Vladstein, Kyle Paul, Mark 209, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Matt Brown, Ben Boucher, Angry Ticks, Aaron Cuphall, Dan T, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Mackenzie Wheeler, Brandon O'Brien, Chris Campbell, Chuck Schlarp, Wyman Brooks, Chris, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Adamo Shirello, Dario Omen, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Miklos Blackshaw, The T-Word, Michael Hegg, Mr. Nick, Matt McLean, Brian Ransom, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, White Burrow, Chris Knife 007, Nathan Tremblay, Mark Jones, A-Town, Andre SJA Flash, Brian Medeiros, Tom Kite, Danny Vega, David Ray, Geek Life Radio, Morgan, Ryan Yeager, John Quack, Zane Donovan, Adam J, S2S, Jer Bear, Arpad Botos, Ryan Kinchin, Tommy Reynolds, Defunct, Mike Maloney, Christopher Russell, Ryan Bayshore, X Water, Vincent L, Very Cool Dude, Jay Clutch, Starl Probin, Tim Riel, The Giraffe, Jared, PB McFadden, G9PSX, Tim L, Dominic S. Thompson, Martin Greenwood, David Schnatterer, Wolverine Films, Peeb, Silver Grunion, Mr. Satan, Raging Demon, Poops Loomis, 8-Bit Bovi, Pat Duddy, MPG in Buffalo, James Anderson, Amy Gillen, Dana Wucherall, That One Kid Nick, Potato Bob Guy, Mad Shibs, Mercury 869, Derek Jane, Rodrigo Tamazi, Kelly, Pie Messiah, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, Bracken, Newcomb, Zoo Troy, M. Felf, A Novel Console, K. Fabe 5150, Example Text, A.J. Jones, J.B. Retromania, Ferdy Martinez, Troy Zuniuk. Brandon Hine, Boognish, Wolfgang Darren, Lunch, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Mr. Meeseek, so 406, Derpimus Prime, Seriously Ron P, Sam Wright, Retro Bismol, Andy Hudson, John Byrne 86, Paul Buller, Joshua Davis, Stefan Fukasawa, Thor the Hammer, Kinslayer, Rogue Agent, Jafar, McJr, McMegaman, 2OG, Good A, Goth C, Dane, Aaron Baker, Lord Finish, K Jam, Electronics Emotions Program, Chris Coplin, Spencer C. Weiss, Mandingo 2021, Cody Poland, JMC, Logan Hale, Doogie, Matt McLean, Pizza Power, Super Nintendo Dudes, Nathan Freak, Mike, Mike Burks, Trevor Seven Oaks, Ryan McCowan, Kerry Waka Waka, Fob, Paul Zoe, Wolf Magic 21, 
There's still 200 of these. Johnny CCDC, Joe LeBlanc, Raul Aguilar, I worked at Subway, David Phillips, Corey Street, Gary Heather, Carmichael Nicholas, Squints, John DeShazo, Tent Sparkster, Omega 88, Swedish Fish, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing, Tim Chombo, Chowdy Laudy, jo Joseph Gonzalez, Dan Wagner, Daniel McKee, Candido, K Cuz, Guest House Productions, Bones 02, S2 Vaughn 5000, Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Seth Mayfield, Tom Calvert, Chris Freeman, Scarlet, Zonko 504, Lee Sparks, A Sharp J, Oprah's Iron Fist, Tom Maya, Adam Ferrer, Russell Aldridge, Chris Dory, Classic Crusade, Big G, Astral Soul, Shannon Willis, Scott Roseberry, Karth from KOTOR, Sean Radford, Chance McCoy, Josh Valentini, Hammond Egger, Ronnie Sachs, PK, Jeff Bergeron, Ian Watts, Dale Baker, Joe Kirby, Captain N, Owen the Game Furchuck, Super Dave, Plucky Beast, Matthew Day, Broken Spoilers, Harmonies David, Game Nomad Misi, Tristan, Jerry Robinson, Emily Luna, Kenneth Michael Brown, Leigh Evans, Daniel Stidham, Darth Obvious, Master Boyg, Leon Nabskog, Trapper Keeper 1000, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Rob Strothman, Ryan Groinus, Kaiser Dragon, Pee Pee Poo Poo Cuckoo Pants, Kyle Dodd, Jared Boschlin, Stu Bergerick, Eden Awaits 1981, Tunable Power, Borrow, The Great Bearded One, Dan Taylor, Swanee, Hayes 87, Lukey Mill, Mole, Look, fuck me, there's still a hundred of these. It's so, it's easy until I lose my train of, the second my brain thinks about anything, I'm fucked. As long as all I do is just blindly read the names off the spreadsheet, we've made it. We got 107 to go, let's go. It's like the pokey rap. Danny Proudfoot, John Woodruff, Angel Cortez, Dusty Salad, Chris Meisner, Randy Barrage, Neo Nevis, Andy Spilling, Brian Spritzer, Michael Clark, Chalupa Cabra, Thomas Simmons, Sean Byron, Rocker Dude, Saskatchewan River Pirate, What Great Gaming, Mikey NL83, I Am the Mutt, Juga, Sony Kid Magazine, Brian Sherborne, Joseph Champetti, Just a Fish, Adam Stank, Bagalazino, Noob Q, Beth, Rob Kinsley, Benny MB, Vomit the Soul, Strife 89, Thermopolis, Oh, fuck, an email just popped up on my computer and that distracted me. Thermopolis, Paul Rutkowski, Liam, Micah Veal, Chris Daniels, Gareth Dunn, Matt Denzalo, Spicy Mortician, King Kizarro 64, Davey Boy, Michael Bayshore, e Eric Chevinius, Holmes, Ryan Gibbons, Dan S., Adam Goldstein, Veal the Butch, Austin Uricetti, Nemo Sandoval, Matthew C Centrone, Hostel Badger, Zach Shepard, Stefan, Ballsack, Teabagger, <laughs> <laughs> Black Silver, Billy Mumphrey's Downfall, Rico Argentieri, Brian W., Chris Dickin, Jungle Dumpster, Jay Hampton, Rage Mo, Thomas G., Man A Few Words, Hans Gruber, Dylan Flora, Jackson M., Joseph Oblivion, Craig Sutherland, Rob Serino, Matthew D'Amico, Dajao1k1t, John Colossi, Quest, Gregory Harvey, Stephen Lewis, Yankee Doodle Randy, Bobo, Clayton Robertson, Jason Sika, Andrew Logus, Darth Yako, Alan M, Backdraft Delta, Frosty Feet 492, Scott A. Baker, Britt O'Neill, Riley Jones, Justin Lemieux, Michael Spiro, Jonathan Graham, Brady Wolf, Micah, Mecca Robo Hamster, Navigant, which I know I fucked up, Michael Phillips, Brandon Griffiths, Stefan Rusher, 1.21 Gigawatts, Thomas Cheney, Hulk Hogan's brother, Chris Larkin, Evan O'Byrne, or Brian, fuck, Clinton Smith, the Mustard Tiger, and Chris... Cantrell, holy shit, seven minutes. Have you made it to the end of this? You're a beast. Thank you all so much for the support. I really appreciate it. And if you signed up in October and didn't get in that shout out, 
I only record it once a month, so I'll record it again at the beginning of November. But you'll thank you. Thank you all so much. You guys are the best. Holy cow. I'm going to go drink some water. I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers.